Good and evening, y'all. Welcome to podcast. the podcast. Yeah, welcome to the Grown Manish Podcast, y'all. Uh, this is your host, Bowtie Fresh, and my right-hand man, Mike yeah, Mike J, J up line. in the building. What's good with you, brother? How you doing this evening? Hey, man, it's been a long day, my brother. You know what I'm saying? Being on our grown man issues all, all day, man. Work, work, work. Bust the hump. Do come home. Helping with homework. Making sure everything's taken care of. And try to give, give one of these five podcasts in before I end my night, my brother. That's that's right. The 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 American way, as we want to call it. So, uh, first and foremost, we definitely, as always, we want to uh, give shout out and to thank everybody. Still appreciate the support that you guys show us, showing all the love. Um, and just want to remind you guys that you can, you guys can find us. We are now on iTunes. We are on Stitcher Radio. We are on Podbean, Breaker, and Google Play. And for those of you who have been following us from the beginning, you can always go back and see some of the older episodes on bumpers.fm, bumpersfm.com. We definitely got a good another good show for you guys tonight. We are going to discuss many things. Uh, Mike J is going to lead us off uh, with that with that Trump news, and we're going to give you guys a little sports, a little sports talk. Uh, we're going to give you guys a, a real life real life talk for a minute, uh, just about the 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 African American community. Definitely got some sports talk, like I said earlier, and then we are going to uh, indulge in everybody's favorite. Season finale, season's coming to an end. As good old insecure, but Mike J, if you if uh, if you don't mind, go ahead and top us off with the with the uh, the old damn Trump news. Man, damn Trump news. The apricot one. It was. I thought it was gonna be a laid back week. I'm thinking like, bet you know my man is out there. He ain't my man. I let's let's fix that for real. I'm thinking like, hey, he ain't really said too much this week. He been laid back and chill. But once again with Trump, man, it's always something. So this time, you know, he met with Tim Scott. Of, of of South Carolina. For those who don't know, Tim Scott is the he is the GOP senator. He's the you know the, the only Republican senator in in the Senate. So he's and he's also a man of color. He's a black man. So they met. They talked about some race relations. And Tim Scott, he felt that you know Trump shouldn't have said that stuff about Charlottesville. And he kind of doubled down on the saying it was good people and bad people on both sides. Basically blaming the blaming the. So you know I just thought that was funny because you know. Every you know every time that you know you think Trump is not gonna have a cool week, he just comes something else, and it kind of jumps into the whole true Trump White House style. They they called him Tom Scott on a picture of the caption instead of Tim Scott. And this man's United States. Y'all can't get damn shame. So, Mike J, I'm not sure that there, there, there could be something going on. We might be having a technical difficulty. You kind of, you kind of cut out a little bit on that last part. So uh, just. Uh, just I, I know we're still getting used to this this technology. Uh, just check your mic real quick, just just for a second, so we can make sure we're getting all your uh, testing one two. Can you hear? Oh yeah, yeah, that's a lot better. That's a lot better. Okay. All right. Sorry, I had to switch. I had to switch up rooms this week, so I went from the from the living room to the bedroom. <laughs> but now I'm in a good <laughs> way. We're doing the pie. <laughs> all right. So like I said before, Trump needed to. You know, he's He's doing Trump-like things. So I really want to skit on this. We got a lot of people who are going to sit on the Twitter this week. Uh, so Bowtie, I can start it off, or I can name the people for you and whatever. Because I got some, some crazy stuff I look reading. Man. So uh, you want me to go ahead and you get go, started? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and shout them out. Okay. So the first both the first both the first set of Twizzler, and they and they get an extended pulling pills. The most tell six. In uh, Arizona, have you heard about this? 
I have not heard about this. This is going to be new okay, to me. Okay, so the Motel 6 in Arizona decided that they were on their own going to call ICE, you know, and ICE is the people who are who are always right. fighting against our brown brothers and sisters, and they were going to give the names of the hotel guests to try to get them in trouble. And they, so Motel 6 came out with the statement saying that this individual did this on their own. Now, let me ask you a quick bow tie question. How the hell are you going to be Motel 6 of all people and the raggedy, nasty-ass Motel 6 had a nerve, the audacity to try to snitch on somebody. <laughs> I mean, come on, dog. You don't do no, The Motel 6 is where drug deals go down and prostitutes, and people have get, pick up prostitutes. Oh, you man. You to do that? You're just going to put them out there like that? Man, <laughs> this sucks. So my second, we got, like I said, we got a lot, we got a lot of Twizzle Award winners this week. Every... So we got William Boudet, or Boudet or Boucher. You Have you heard about him? But Boudet, yeah. So for those who have not, William, he's at Starbucks and got a coffee spilled on him. You know, things happen. So William gets out there. He starts fighting, hits a homeless guy. does something on racial slurs. So, you know, they got William up with a four. Of course, he's charged with four hate crimes and no bonds. So uh, William will be out the paint for a minute. So he's going to be sitting in there until at least October 10th. So William Boucher, a butcher, you can go ahead and sit on the Twizzler and hang yourself with that uh, with the with the pulling pill. That's just crazy, man. I mean, calling people slaves, talking about walk on all fours and all type of crap like that. Man, get out yeah. of here. That's, that's that's real outlandish. And it kind of reminds me of a, a scenario that I was in just the other day. Um, I, I was uh, I worked down in the uh, downtown uh, in the metropolitan area of uh, Indianapolis, and uh, happened to see a gentleman walking down the street with a T-shirt that says "Speak American or Get Out." And I'm just looking at the I'm looking at this guy as he's walking down a very popular. Uh, we have a canal here for those who don't know in Indianapolis, and you know it's a pretty popular spot, a very diverse uh, area, individuals, many different backgrounds, races, things of that nature. And this guy's walking down the down the canal with this shirt on. Again, everybody has freedom of speech, you know, wear say whatever you want to. But I thought that it was one very ignorant, because what is speaking American? That's number one. But two, just just the fact that you have this shirt on, you know, it's a bright colored shirt at that, and you know, just drawing attention to yourself. You're obviously seeking the attention, whether it be you know, good, bad, or indifferent. It's like, man, come on now. There's people pushing it. These are kids out here in strollers, families out here, couples out here, you know, business folks like myself out. You know, it, it was just very inappropriate. But I thought it was also extremely ignorant. You know, speak American or get out. You talk to. I wanted to ask the gentleman. You tell me what American is. What is that? Because we're uh, uh, technically we are a mishmash of all kinds of of races and background, nationalities and religions and things of that nature. So pretty much what you're telling me is that I, I should be able to speak anything, right? I should be able to speak any language. With any dialect and everything. Else. I, I know. And not to uh, cut you I don't off. Know, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know the guy. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. no I, was, I, was, I don't, I don't, I don't know the guy. I don't know. Uh, you know, never seen him before. Probably will never see him again. But whoever you are, random canal guy, you can definitely go sit on a Twizzler. Cause that, that, that's just ridiculous. Uh, yeah, man, and not to, and not to sidetrack conversation too much. They have, they had a high school here in Indiana, and they had the, they put out a, had a send a memo for the students. Now it's a majority white school. I think the school has 450 students, and only six students. And they had to send out a memo about those kids not being on the Confederate flag uh, 
closing the school. So some of the students got upset. Wow. Like I don't, I don't really understand it because number one, it's being in this society. We live in Indiana. You know, we were part of the union. Only one town. I learned this at, at a professional development. And this was Bogstown, Indiana. They succeeded to try to join the Confederacy. I've never seen a country that's so that's so attached to to the to the side that lost the war. They didn't even win. Right. They got mopped. Right. Mopped. Right. Mopped. The got Bad. destroyed and everything. I don't. I mean, I don't understand. I, I feel in my heart. I know what it is. But it's like, damn, why are y'all so attached to something that y'all lost? I thought, you know, I thought your exactly. Make America Great Again crowd was like all in the winners and all that type of stuff. But it seems like y'all, y'all keep, y'all keep wanting to take the run with the Confederacy. Yeah, so honestly, I think it's going to be continuing. Be pissing me off. Oh yeah. But you know who else deserves? We got another. Like I said, y'all, we got a lot of Twizzlers. We sit on the Twizzler Award today. Mayor Ed Murray from Seattle. Say that again, Mike. It was a, it was a kind of a gap. Did you hear about uh, Ma- Ed Murray? Did you hear about Mayor Ed Mur- Mayor is Ed this, Murray of Seattle? Is is this the individual that was that was molesting a molesting a family member or something like that? Yeah, they said five. They yeah. didn't get five. Allegedly, boys. I'll say allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, disgusting. Yeah, that, so that, that, that's rather that's rather field. disgusting and trifling, honestly. Yeah, oh yeah. So he can sit on the pulling pill, he can put it around his throat, and he could just die and choke on it. But our last, <laughs> well, actually, we got two more set on the tools of war. Like I said, there's a lot of people have been acting on some on uh, in fuckboy shit this week. So did you hear about the Canadian uh, judge Bernard Zabel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wearing the wearing the <laughs> American people, Great I don't Again know, hat. My man got thirty days suspended. For wearing a "Make America Great Again" hat. Now, if this don't tr- if this don't show y'all the why you shouldn't be wearing that punk ass hat, I don't know what else. You you losing thirty days full of money to wear a, a "Make America Great Again" hat. The hat ain't got no swag. It's filled with racism. And you gonna lose thirty days worth of pay for that little whack ass hat? Man, please. I think I think it also goes a little de- a, a whole lot deeper from a societal thing. Also, I mean, as a, as a judge, you're supposed to be impartial. You know, you're not supposed to have all these, you know, at least publicly or in your courtroom, these different views and things of that nature. What that is blatantly saying is that you do have a view and you do have an angle. So any, it makes me question anybody that was, was tried or potentially tried in his courtroom, were they fairly evaluated? Was their sentencing fairly evaluated? Was the, you know, it, it, it just sends a, another, a deeper message that there are, um, obviously, blatantly, uh, these individuals with these, uh, you know, allegiances or alliances, and in power, and judges, your your police, your your judicial system, your 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 uh, security system, things of that nature. It's it's ridiculous, man, and, and it just makes you lose faith in you know in in our you know justice system, you know, because is there really going to be justice? Am I going to you know get a fair trial if you know for some reason I am? summons to court or for something to that you know it's it's just ridiculous man absolutely ridiculous oh yeah so i mean should we give our last one out to who we were talking about before that on air before we got on uh, air? oh yeah I, I i i definitely think that this one it needs to go out and i'm, I'm gonna give you the honors because you are a, a big fan of this sport so you take that one away all right, love. The last this this before and this is this been in beside you know booth inside baseball. The last person mm-hmm. we talked to before we actually came on air 
was Floyd Mayweather Jr. Now, Floyd Mayweather Jr., one of the greatest boxers I've ever seen. Trifling person, disgusting, and once again, he proves it again. As you all know, too, back before the election, they had they had some uh, tapes come out from Trump. And, you know, Trump was out there with Billy Bush and Extra. It's no allegedly. We heard him say, talking about grabbing women by the, va- by the pussy. Let's just keep it real. That's what he said. And all this type of stuff. So here comes Floyd Mayweather the other day. And they're interviewing Floyd, and he's saying... That's something to the fact of there's nothing wrong with that. That's locker room talk. And I'm the man, so if it's somebody I see with a fat ass and, a, you know, and I want to grab her there, grab her other places, it's all good. Now, Floyd Mayweather, you've made a lot of money being a boxer. You know, I, I, you're, you're the top of your trade. Great boxer. Yeah, it was but a top of your trade. Great boxer. a piece but... of shit ass individual. I mean, you know, the whole <laughs> the women beating type stuff. You keep getting, you, you know, you got to pass, you got to pass, you got to pass. But damn, bro. How trifling can you truly be? Like, damn, just shut the hell up. Just shut up. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So Floyd Mayweather, you will you are the last sit on the Twizzler, you know, person for the Grow Manage podcast on today's episode. So we are going to transition to right. sports. I was say that's a perfect lead in to the to the sports segment. Bowtie. A lot of stuff been going on. To me the what? biggest thing been going on in sports what? is Jamel Hill from ESPN. What you think? Uh, man, big, biggest thing on, on my radar as well. I take nothing away from all the professional athletes out there, but uh, for those of you who have not heard, uh, uh, Sports Center anchor Jamel Hill was in the news, uh, giving her opinion, issuing her freedom of speech, um, and, uh, and, and stated that, or she called uh, from a Twitter, or her Twitter post, called Donald Trump a white supremacist a few days ago. Um, and then since that, ESPN apologized for her comments. They've talked about distancing themselves from Jamel Hill and her comments uh, currently, you know. Uh, but at the same time, there's individuals who, A, speak out and, and say different things about people of color, minorities on TV, and nothing's really done about it. But I'll take it a little bit further back. How many times did President, uh, former President Barack Obama get called several names? Several things said about him by not only sports anchors, but your your news anchors are supposed to be support. They're supposed to be uh, delivering this cutting edge news. He's been called many things, and no one was suspended, or no one was you know reprimanded, or no no one was distancing themselves from these individuals at this time. So why Jamel Hill? Because she decided to to speak out about something that that she is seeing, and, and certain individuals' actions, in her opinion, and certain individuals' actions, opinion of many others as well. But and specifically, right now, we're talking about Jamel Hill. Her, she's observing actions from from our uh, current president of the United States, and her interpretation and opinion of those actions is that he's a white supremacist. So why is she not, you know, at liberty to go ahead and speak her mind? Now I know she's a public face. But, hell, there, like I said, there's a lot of things that have been said about a lot of different people. There's no reason for her to uh, get smeared or blackballed or anything like that, kind of what they're trying to do right now. Oh, yeah, the Trump White House. Just, just bullshit. Flat out bullshit. Oh, yeah, the secretary talking about she deserved to be fired. Now, all the stuff they've said and done. But you want to fire because of the, he, he claimed, she claims he's a white supremacist. So let's, hey, Bowtie, can I get on my soapbox for a minute? Go ahead. Go ahead, man. All right, so let's look at Donald Trump. 1970s, housing discrimination would not rent his property to people of color. 1980s, Central Park, when those black men were accused of raping a white jogger, and, they were, and it was not true, and they were found. They were exonerated years later. He took out a 
a page ad in New York Times might have deserved a death penalty. Now he's elected. Who who was in his uh who did he have in the White House when he began? Steve Bannon, alt right white nationalist. You got Stephen Miller. You got Jeff Sessions. These are I white supremacists. Stephen Miller. So these are three people that you surrounded with yourselves with. That's like me. I'm not, I'm not a drug dealer, but I got Nino Brown and everybody from the dad gonna Carter up in the house. Come on now. Right. Right. So you know, like I said, I know, you know ESPN they're on a the tough thing, but you know I was reading something before we actually came on the air because that's we always in the grown managed podcast. We are always trying to give you the updated news. So they were saying that there was a rumor that they were trying to replace her that same day. And Michael Smith held, held right. strong, said he ain't doing a show without her. And they was going to try to replace both of them for the, for the episode with two other black people, and they refused. So they basically, right. so they called the bluff, and they won. Like, we got to keep on standing strong, y'all. It's 2017, right. and they out. And you know who they is. Right. If my, all of my white brothers and sisters are down for the cause, we got love for you. But them other people, them people that, I, that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, we ain't taking that bullshit no more. We fighting. We ain't fighting with it's hitting you in the face with stuff. We hitting you with our minds. We educated. We ain't taking that bullshit. So that's that's that comes from grown man this podcast. I speak it, I live it, and I'll die for it. Yeah. Now. I say definitely um so definitely a lot of love and support for Jamel Hill. Like I said, a lot of love and support for her for simple for simply ex- exercising her right. You know, I, I, I'm going to make it something that simple. I, I agree with everything that she said. Yes, that's my opinion. But I'm going to stand up for just the simple fact that she has a right for freedom of speech. So you have individuals that are talking about their right of freedom for, of speech in Charlottesville for them to be able to march and things of that nature. Well, damn it, this woman has the same right. So why 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 is there why is it a big uproar and things of that nature? So hey. Shout out to Jamel Hill. I'm not a big, you know, I don't watch Sports Center like that or, or a different show. I definitely support the show and respect Jamel and Michael Smith for what they do. Um, but I definitely am going to stand up for her and stand up alongside her in the, in this fashion. So uh, I'll tweet. I, I will tweet support. I will write in whatever it takes. But I definitely will stand beside her in this fight because I think it's some flat out bullshit. And that's my uh-huh. opinion. And, and if you want to talk about it to discuss it, please. Grown Manish Podcast at gmail dot com. Send us a send us an email. Let's have open discussion. All right. Hey man, so let's transition that to the NFL, my man. A lot oh, of man. injury. And yeah, it's a, it's a it's a lot of a lot of L's being taken in the NFL these days. And you know, <laughs> definitely never want to see anybody get hurt of of any. You know, it's, as diehard Colts fan as I am, I never want to see anybody get hurt. Though these this that's these individuals' livelihood, how they feed themselves, their families. Um, but you know, that it's, it's a competition out there, and these boys go hard. But yeah, I mean, big big loss for the Chiefs, man. Eric Berry going down with a torn Achilles, man. That is huge for them. One of the best safeties in the league, bro. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. So who else is going out? So David Johnson now two to three months. He might be out the whole season yeah. with a dislocated wrist. So also yeah. can affect you in fantasy too. I mean, I know it's not a big deal, but you know, a lot millions of people play fantasy, oh, and you know. Yeah, it has no, affected me in fantasy. Big Bell, time. The best back to the league. Yeah, man. Oh, my, man. And, and one, one, one of my fantasy leagues, bro, my first, second, and third round draft pick are all out for the season, bro. <laughs> what kind of luck is that? But we'll get to fantasy in a second, y'all. Uh, but like Mike J said, David Johnson out um, uh, at least two to three months, probably more than likely the whole season. 
your boy Brian Cushing out for ten games for PEDs. I'm not. I'm not going to say. Uh, I'm shocked or whatnot. He's had a lot of issues with that. I just hope that that the young fella kind of gets that under control because he is a solid. He is a solid football player. Man, Brian Cushing remind me of my man off the program. You know what I'm talking about. Latimer. Oh yeah, First Latimer. Team, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I, I hope he's not. I know. Hope he's not going full Latimer. Latimer had that. Oh, he no, had Latimer, that nose candy hey, going Latimer, on. Latimer Hill. But my last yeah, one, buddy. you know, I'm a Giants fan, y'all. I like to, you know, and my man, my boy OBJ is out six to eight weeks. Man, I read that my heart dropped. Man, I really thought that he was oh, going to come out there the moonwalker against the Cowboys and start spinning and dancing around and catching touchdowns, but. I was wrong. So. Yeah, man, I didn't. I didn't realize that. That must have been fresh. I missed that, man. I thought. I thought that they said that he was on the sideline or on the uh, on the field, the practice field. Hey, man, I just least, read that's a blow. before we started the pod, man. Like I said, grown man, this podcast, brother. We oh, always man. do the latest news. So we up to the last minute, you know what I'm saying? We're all knocking out the line and getting Mike all Jay over there talking to Michael Clayton, getting up to the minute stuff. I see. Hey, man, hey, he, he's pretty. Him. Something going on with the microphone again, bro. Can you hear Not me, sure my man? What's going on with it? Okay, that's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, so I'm trying to, like, I'm sitting here and it's kind of awkward, y'all. So I got to ride with me. All right, man. So, uh, so hey, man, you want to announce the winners of week one? Yeah, so uh, winners of the grown man week week one winners of the grown man ish podcast uh, football fan, fantasy football league. Shout out to the winners, uh, Muncie Mallards. They out there getting busy. Uh, what does it say? Playing ain't breezy or pimping ain't breezy. Uh, that's another team out there. Uh, Lesnar, and then uh, of course your boy Bowtie Fresh. Uh, Will Fork on the first date. I got that W for the first week as well. So uh, shout out to everybody who joined the league. Let's keep the friendly competition going. And yeah, I'm still gonna start. I'm gonna start talking smack maybe in week three. I'm, I'm gonna see if any of my other players get dropped. You know, drop off. Hopefully not. But I'm gonna see if anybody else drops off before I really get into the smack talk. Hey man, I just hey my boys just didn't come to play, man. I had Andrew Luck in that league, and that ain't looking good for the home team at all. So, y'all, do not, not auto-draft. I am a fantasy football player who always auto-drafts because I'm never home when we had a draft. So, just learn from learn from me, Jay, and please don't auto-draft. Because then you mess around and <laughs> you get guys like Andrew Luck. So, you don't want to cut him and then somebody else pick him up and then you get killed in the end of the season. But, hey, I got to talk to the GM about this team. Right. Bowtie, question for you, my brother. What you Did got, you, see the, you see the ESPN release their top 100 players? I saw that, man, for the uh, top 100 players of the NBA. That's what you're talking yeah. about? Oh, man, yeah, I saw that. And, and 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 shout out to Carmelo Anthony. I would be pissed too, bro. 65 or 65th best player in the league? Are you serious? Come on, yeah. man. That's, that's blatant and utter disrespect. That's I mean, LaMelo, LaMelo Ball was number 64. <laughs> like, come on. Now, hold on now. Lonzo. Lon- we ain't giving no, we ain't giving no triple B slander now. You know I'm down with triple B, <laughs> big ball of bread, big big ball of bread. Hey, nah, bro. Shout out to hey, Levar, hey, man. No. Levar, you need to come on the pod, man. I'm not buying them four hundred dollars ugly shoes, but you know, come on the pod. But yeah, man. Yeah, like, have you seen definitely Hoodie respect Mello? to Levar. Oh yeah, have you seen Hoodie Mellow this summer? Hey, Yo, man, Hoodie Mellow has hit a shot like the big O. Yeah, man. One hand jumper, Hoodie Mellow. 
Hoodie Melo, he might he might be so pissed off this upcoming season, man. It's, it, it might be reckless for some people out there. He might put the hurt on somebody. I'll tell you what, Hoodie Melo I'm talking, Mello dropping, I'm talking dropping 40 a game. You know, I mean, come on. You don't want to watch Power, man, but a lot of us having sex scenes with, with Tommy, which is the white boy. Man, you see my old Uh-oh. lady having the sex scenes with, 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 with Tommy on there, man. I'm going to be doing Hoodie Melo stuff too, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where it's coming from, brother. Hey, so what? Uh, you know, why, why, why are we on the while we on the NBA and, and talking about a lot of different things? Did you see uh, Kevin Durant's shoes that just came out? The release of them shoes with all the uh, the different verbiage that he had, the things that he wanted to get off his chest on the bottom of them. No, nah, I didn't see that. I heard about them, but I ain't seen them. What did you, you know? What they said? Yeah. Uh they have. Hold on, I'm, 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 I think I have it just uh, here on on the slide day. But pretty much what it was was uh, a lot of uh, things that people had said about him. You know, calling him soft and um, saying different things about uh, something like "can't beat him, join him," and that's that sort of thing. And then he had on their uh, champion, uh, first championship, and um, what else? I'm trying to get, I'm trying to pull it pull it up as quick as I can. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So on the bottom of the shoe, uh, he has 16 and one in yellow, 20 uh, or 2017 champs in yellow. Then he has his stat line from the finals: 38, nine and eight, 33, six, three, five, 31, nine, four, 35, four, four, 39, six, five. Then he has finals MVP um, in yellow. So then in blood, the shoe is blue, and all that's written in yellow. So in black, he has the words lame. Arrogant, doesn't care about fans, cheat code, weak, follower, blew a 3-1 lead, um, snake, uh, super team, can't beat them, join them, traitor, cheater, cursed. So he has all these different things written in black on the bottom of the shoe. So uh, th- th- those things written in black are just kind of, you know, written in regular font, you know, small. And then these larger things, like I said, the, ten- the 2017 champs, all his final stats numbers, they're all written in big yellow and orange, like over- overpowering all those smaller things. So basically what he's saying was that's his response to his critics. That's letting everybody know who he is and, and getting some things off of his chest, so to speak. Um, so a lot of people have been posting on social media talking about mad, mad, not mad, and all that type of stuff. So uh, there's been a lot. There's been a lot of people. A lot of people trying to drag him on social media. Uh, a lot of people showing support for him. But I just thought it was interesting. You know, just a little interesting tidbit or sidebar to somebody to see, for him to come out and say, you know, look, this is what it is. I know what everybody's saying, and I know what I've accomplished. So you know, we can keep talking, or we can play basketball, basically. Yeah, now, for me, I mean, I'm I'm kind of old school. I was gonna say, for me, I'm kind of old school. I, I I have the Magic Jordan Bird type mentality. I'm not gonna stop until I whoop your ass, so to speak, and pardon my French. But uh, that's just how I am. But I definitely have no hate for KD. KD is one of the arguably top two, top three of basketball players in the league right now. He's a hell of a talent. He's gonna be a hell of a talent in the NBA. So I got no disrespect for him at all. Uh, but it's just interesting to see how how cats handle this type of stuff these days. Yeah, that shows him. You know, KD, you got to think he's a millennial. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's just kind of how – I mean, I love our millennials. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, that's him. He's being passive-aggressive. The only issue I have with KD, man, that damn hair, my brother. You make too damn much money <laughs> to have it. Hey, you need an S-curl or cut it off or something. My God. I mean, Not literally, you don't have to make, make millions and millions of dollars. Your hair look that damn terrible. 
You remember on Friday on Friday, Chris Tucker said Joe Lucas, your aunt, your your aunt's having a party in your daddy's head. That's how it looked like with KD, man. <laughs> KD's head is terrible, dog. And his head, is, it looked greasy, but it ain't got no curl to it. It like he needs the ultra wave cap. He need a this. My brothers need an S curl. Either that or he need a ball. Not he need a ball, ball fade. Bruh. He said my man. He said my man got the look. He got the box of Duke. That's what you're trying to say. Man, it his shit is horrible. Horrible. I ain't <laughs> never seen nobody with no bad hair like that. They keep short hair. As this, I just don't, I don't, I don't understand it, man. I mean, he came to Golden State, had a fresh lineup. Then it was like after the season, so he's like, damn, I'm just going back to my old ways. Come on, man. Start hanging, out, start hanging, hanging out with Draymond Green and stop giving a damn. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I said he started hanging out with Draymond Green and stopped giving a damn. <laughs> uh, I guess. The, and he looked like a Neanderthal, so no pink lips. <laughs> It looks like he's straight to come out there with a bam bam onesie and a and a daggone stick, something like he's gonna kill some food. Oh uh, man. So hey man, we're gonna switch up to boxing, man. So I'm gonna be we're gonna be doing a pie tomorrow. We're gonna talk about the Canelo Triple G middleweight championship fight. And I've been waiting on this fight for two years. So tune in tomorrow. We'll get in all of it, you know, predictions, we're gonna break down statistics and everything else. And then we'll do a review on Saturday night after the fight. So this is safe. If I'm wrong or both guys wrong, you can call us out on it. So we're gonna definitely talk about that tomorrow. All right, both ties. So before we get into what the people want to hear, man, you want you said you want to talk about uh, crabs and so go ahead and speak on it because I wasn't there. So go ahead and speak on it. So this is a general conversation that goes on in, uh, particularly in the African American community. A lot of people understand and know what it is, and they heard it—the crab in the barrel uh, mentality. What that pretty much means for those who don't know is if it tends to it tends to happen, or there has to be a tendency in the black community where uh, we don't necessarily uh, support one another in the black community uh, as far as any type of success. So. Uh, we don't want someone else to succeed unless we're succeeding or doing better than that person, which is which is a sad state of affairs, number one. Number two, not all African Americans are like this, but unfortunately there are, there are a lot. And there's those, those, those fake supporters, there's those individuals who will smile in your face and say, oh, I'm your friend, or this is my boy, or this is my girl, my day one, but secretly wishing and hoping that, you know, that you were only doing as good as they are trying to hold you down. So there's a prime example. <clears throat> excuse me. A prime example of this uh, just happened this past weekend. Uh, my wife happens to be an entrepreneur. Uh, shout out to uh, Jessica Harris's Chloe, Chloe and Isabel Boutique. Um, but she happens to be an entrepreneur, and she uh, had a big wedding show this week, this past weekend, uh, at a very, uh, very upscale, very, very upscale uh, facility uh, place here in Indianapolis, um, and. There was a lot of individuals there, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, a lot of individuals uh, supporting, promoting their product, selling their product, things of that nature. Um, And the funny thing is she was experiencing great success at at this event. Um, But the one thing that, that, that was noticed was that other minorities, most other minorities as well as the Caucasian women, they they loved her um, her business. They loved her product. Um, they loved it. She sells just a jewelry product, um, so they 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 loved it. They were flocking to her table. She's one of the busiest one of the busiest booths there. 
But the the crazy thing is was that the very affluent African American women that were there, um, seemed almost seemingly purposely did not come to her booth. Um, a lot of uh, looks from afar, a lot of the you know the side eye, a lot of the undertone whispering, and it was it was crazy because. Here it is that you you expect to see number one she was one of three African American vendors at this at this affair. Now again, this is a very I mean this is an area where uh, individuals are 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 making uh, well over six figures. Individuals houses in this area are in the in the two three four million dollar range, and and so these individuals are very affluent, very well off. Um, but the crazy thing is that she was one of three. And at first we thought, okay, maybe it's because she's kind of younger and maybe they don't feel like they can relate to her or the product or something. But that didn't seem to be the case because as you looked around, these women that were the, the patrons were seemingly doing it to her as well as the other two African-American vendors. And we just thought, man, that's crazy. Like you would want you, – seemingly you should want to support um, at least uh, individuals, you know, at least give them a chance or, or speak to them. I'm not saying you have to patronize them or purchase anything, but at least go over and network and, you know, at least show some sort of support. And these individuals were not doing that. And I felt that it was kind of sad um, because you see in the, in the, in the, uh, in the Asian community, in the Middle Eastern community, in the, in the, in the Latino community, and, and then in the white community, these, it, it may not be as prominent, and maybe I don't notice it because I'm not one of those minorities, but they seem to really support and uplift each other and promote the businesses and, and support those businesses. You see a lot of Dominicans, they deliberately go to Dominican barbershops. They, you know, a lot of Latino individuals that have Latino restaurants or car lots, they deliberately support these individuals. So why don't we do that in the black community? And it's just something that's disheartening. Um, it's it's very disheartening. So, I, I'm saying, you know, I guess I say to say all of that to say, you know, in, in the African American community, let's be a little bit more open with each other. Let's be a little bit more respectful of each other. Let's be a little bit more supportive of each other. Mike J and I have been been friends since we were in, in what second grade, third grade, bro. Fifth grade, and bro. We fifth fifth grade, bro. We we have experienced. A tremendous amount of success in our lives individually. As individual men, we have experienced a tremendous amount of success. College education, you know, great careers, things of that nature, great families, great wholesome families, and, and great friendships, honestly. And even as individuals, Mike J and I, as well as our, our, our collective group of, of brothers that we have here, like we – we have always honestly supported each other in everything that we do. It doesn't matter if if someone is making six figures. It doesn't matter if someone lives in a certain area, things or not. Like we we genuinely celebrate every accolade that we have as individual brothers, and that 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 our spouses are doing, or that our families are doing. And it's 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 just crazy to me, or it, it felt crazy to me just to see that firsthand. It was just. I couldn't believe it, man. Like it, it, it made me kind of feel bad about our community. So I don't. I guess you could say that's my little bit of a soapbox, but I guess that's my plea too to the African American community. You know, let's let's get out and at least support um, our other black-owned businesses. 
you know, give them give them at least a shot. You don't you don't know what that restaurant may have or how the food tastes unless you try it. So don't just shun them because it's a, it's, a, it's an African American you know restaurant. You have this perception that if it's going to be a certain type of food or the the service is going to be something you know that you you know have a pre predisposition to or whatnot. Just just give them a chance. All right. Do, do you experience, do, do you experience that? Mike? Do you experience that, Mike J? Hell I mean, yeah. What's, what's your take on that, man? Hell yeah. You, I mean, you know, in my personal life, I'm not gonna get into all that. But you know, I've been dealing with a, a situation that was some that was tied into some hate. But yeah, man, I'm always listening type, bro. You know me. I'm like, if I don't have it, if you got it, man, I see. I just believe God. What God has for me, I can't nobody take. So I mean, Absolutely. I'm always trying to support, you know, black business when you know. I can't do it during the week because I work in the area where I'm the only probably black person around. But you know, I'm always trying to get back <laughs> and do what I can do to try to you know to try to help out. So I mean, hating is it doesn't that's not cute. It don't make you look good. This makes you just look whack. So if I was you, I would just give your wife she like a little sister to me. Just tell her keep on shining, keep selling that jewelry, and then just keep trapping, man. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't even worry about it. Yeah, but you know, I do feel you know we gotta stop the hate because you know. We all got to push because we know what we're dealing against. We know who's in the White House. It's going to take all of us to come together to to beat them, every last one of them. So that's really what I got to say, man. So I definitely applaud you for bringing that out, man, because we like to bring our real lives into this. You know what I mean? This is is a passion project, you know what I mean? Just to be honest with you, I talked to this man at like 7 o'clock this morning. (laughs) This like damn near every day. So... And like Mike J said, you know, we, we talk about a lot of different things on the podcast and we want to be a very diverse podcast and we want to laugh. We want to, we want to talk about sports and things of that nature, but we also want to talk about real things. So again, if there's anybody, uh, any, any of our listeners out there, supporters out there that has a take on that crab in the barrel mentality in African-American community, again, grown man podcast at gmail.com. Grown man ish, um, or at grown man ish on Twitter. Send us a message. Send us a, send us an email. Let's let's talk. You know, we'll we'll read a listener email or, or a listener's point of view on the air and discuss it. Oh yeah. If y'all like Definitely. it enough, maybe we'll have a live show about it. If y'all like it enough. Hey man. And speaking of that, so look, I'm just gonna segue into. We got a first listener letter, y'all. I'm gonna read. It. Is that cool, Bowtie? Oh yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. And this one, we're going to talk about Insecure, because that's it was the finale, but definitely we had one of our listeners. She sent something in. So I'm going to get, she, I know her name, but I'm going to give her fake name. So she's going to be Lavender Bliss. I don't Lavender know why Bliss. I about Lavender Bliss. Maybe because I was washing my hands and thought about Miss Bliss today from Saved by the Bell. Who knows? Uh, maybe, you had a little, uh, maybe you had a little something on your mind for a little nightcap or something. I don't know. No, 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 no. Nothing like that, my man. I'm just saying, when you sit back at work all day, you're staring at a computer screen, you got to sit back and you got to sit back and you think of something that can't today go by. All right. <laughs> so, this is from Lavender Bliss, y'all. I have a request. I would love to hear a man's perspective whether or not Lawrence or Easter should give it another shot. I think they should just move on for now from being friends. Not, but not the type of friends that hang out all the time, but the ones that spark up conversation and run into each other in public. Maybe they can rekindle something later, or never. I didn't take Lawrence with Aparna, so that comes from Lavender Bliss. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. We appreciate you, you know, the first person to give us a listen letter. 
So big shout outs to you. You know what I'm saying? Next time Definitely. I see you, I'll have to give you a big hug and appreciate you for showing love to the podcast. So let's yeah, jump thank in you. Appreciate that. De- definitely, Lavender. Appreciate you showing love to the podcast for sure. All right, man. So uh, I don't know, man. Let's just get to the. I mean, there's so many things that happen, man. But I definitely feel like if somebody's going to write into us, they deserve an answer within our first couple right. comments. So what do you so, think, man? You think Lawrence Isha should give it another shot? I think that they, my opinion, uh, to answer you, Lavender, from a man's perspective, um, I don't think that Lawrence is, I don't think that either one of them are in a place to give it another shot right now. But I definitely think that they both should give it another shot after they end up finding themselves. Um, the way that the way the episode, the, the season finale ended with with Issa on Daniel's doorstep, with you know things going on with Lawrence, I just don't think that they are in, either one of them are in a good spot to give it another shot right now. I think if they tried to give it another shot right now, it would end up bad. So uh, I think they both need some little bit of time, but I I do think that they should give it another shot down the road. Oh, yeah, man. I think that, you know, it's, and for those who've been in relationships that, you know, maybe somebody stepped out and you've tried to get back with them and you haven't had a lot of hurt, you know, whoever, man or woman, you know, mm-hmm. I think the fact that he's just, I don't think that Lawrence being the simp that he is could get over it. And even yeah. Issa was mad that, you know, her and Lawrence slept together while he was kicking with Tasha from the bank. So right. I just think like both sides, I think it's too much hurt there. And I think they would get back. I think they still love each other. But I think they would get back together with Definitely. each other and then, like, not fully trust each other. Because that whole thing I think with that, Daniel, uh, that man is scarred. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, too, like I said, if, if Lawrence were to find out that she's that she's in Lawrence's house or, or Daniel's house sleeping, you know, so forth right now, that would really be a, a, a bad situation. So right now I just think it's a no. Uh, but to, to go along with Lavender Bliss's uh, other point, um, she said that she didn't hate Lawrence with Aparna. Um, I didn't hate Lawrence with Aparna either. I think that she was too strong of a woman for him, and he just doesn't know how to handle that. I even think, in my opinion, that you know, in the, in the situation that they were in, that in a way, Issa was too strong of a woman, and he just couldn't deal with it. But again, that's just my opinion. So while I did not hate Lawrence with Aparna, I definitely don't think that he was a, he's in a position within himself to handle her. He he's he's in his feelings. He's he's listening. <laughs> He's listening to, to to Drake and The Weeknd on repeat. Over and over again. He lives in Marvin's room. I mean, this, you know, he definitely just lives in Marvin's room. And, I, you know, kind of, you know, piggybacking off of that with Lawrence. So we can we can talk about Lawrence because we got some time, y'all, to really talk. Lawrence is like, he's a weird dude. Like, he's saying like he's got it together now, got his own spot, making some money. But anytime, like when he was with Tasha, he didn't see, she didn't seem ambitious enough for him. He seemed like he was bored. You know, then he follows up with the two, uh, right. with the two Beckys. Shout out to all our Beckys. And, you know, he felt like <laughs> a simp because he thought he was special after, your life. after he hooked up with the threesome. Then right. he meets up with a partner and, and uh, you know, she's like, he can't, con- he can't, you know, control himself. And he's all jealous because she kicked it with somebody in the office. He's, have you noticed right. that the thing going to, he always wants to feel special? When he when no one exactly. is using him just to sleep with, bro, and special. I think that's just the thing. 
Yeah, I was gonna say he he wants to he wants to feel special. He wants to be that into that that dude that is getting all the attention. He wants you to text him every fifteen minutes. He wants you to ask him how you doing, how how what are you doing, how you doing, where are you at, what's going on. Like he he wants a check in type check. When honestly, a real woman, a woman that he needs is is a woman like Issa or a woman like a partner. He needs someone to say, look, dude, you need to grow up and get on your grind and do your thing. Stop getting spoon fed. Cut the daggone cord. Take the teat out. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So yeah, you so you look at that man and you just just see him being a simp. Even the way he was in the car and he's just giving that mindless conversation. I think we've all been there. You know, you you know, you're talking to somebody and not really paying attention, or they're talking to you not paying attention. And then he let it get itself in the feelings, and she got so pissed off, rightfully so, that she got out the car. I mean, this this is a simp, right. and what type of simp is going to act like that with somebody you work with? Bro, you're going to have to see her right. five days a week, 40 hours a week. You know how they're going to be laughing at you? Laughing? I mean, I would be laughing as long as you a simp and you lame as hell. So right. we can get back to Lawrence simping later. But I don't know if Lawrence yeah, can handle it. Yeah, man, I want to. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. You, you said you're going to get back to Lawrence later. I was yeah. I was about to go in on Molly. Oh yeah, speak on it, brother. Uh, I, I think this goes back to the the last episode that we talked about, or and that I said it. Molly does not know her role. She does not know what lane she is supposed to be in. And, and I mean, like, like seriously, you didn't win. She had to have spent a good, you know, two three hundred dollars on on that that lingerie that she didn't bought. You buy a lingerie as the side chick. And like, like literally, like that's that's a, that's a fall in love. That's a love you, my dude, type moment right there. Now, I'm not saying that you decide chicken, you can't buy some nice stuff, you know, for 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 the little get down. But she had four and five outfits, and that stuff looked like it was like it 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 wasn't that daggone Meyer special. That was one of them, uh, you know, Victoria's Secret top of the line type stuff. Like mm, that probably on, was man. more. Cause that probably was more than that. Molly's a lawyer. That probably was yeah, that's what I'm saying. Whatever that was, as they will say, as our homeboy would say, back there, that's that's some high ass lingerie. Oh man, yeah. that's that's the top, <laughs> top of the shelf to be the top shy chick. Shout out right. to Joe for looking like a badger. But before we get into that, <laughs> hey, you. But you know who we got to give props to? Who's that? Quentin. Quentin, the lawyer, oh, yeah, man. Quentin. Yo, Shout out to man. Quentin, man. He came out this and fun and fun all, and then we can be honest about this. For those brothers, and I've been friend zoned before. If he came out the friend zone, he came out the sunken place to the resurrection, got that sweet old womb after <laughs> drinking some hot ass Hennessy. I think he went rock dog assassin and went on about his day. You can't when you can't get no better than that. Give a woman some hot ass Hennessy and she was down with it. Do you get some that fresh womb? <laughs> you know, you good? The fresh womb. <laughs> Resurrected from the friend zone. <laughs> you know what I'm man, saying? You, <laughs> fresh you know what I'm saying? Like, God, no. Wow. Hey, man, man shout out, say, shout out to my boy, Bree. Man, you, say, you sound like uh Sound like uh, uh what's your boy Terrence Howard uh, character for, from Power Man? He rolls from the ashes like a phoenix. Oh yeah, oh yeah, from Empire. Empire, yeah, that's what I meant. Empire. Like I said, man, you resurrect with some fresh wounds. Some us is some wound, and this is all the fellas out there, and for the ladies too. This might have been some time where you, you know, fellas, you got some wound that you didn't think you was gonna expect to get. Like, damn, I fell into this wound. She finding them up. 
ooh, I fell into this one more lady. You might be like, damn, I wasn't expecting to be with him. That brother looked like Al B. Shore or whatever y'all like. I didn't fell up into him. And damn, look at him now, Quentin. Fell into some wound from the dang on, from the ashes of being in the friend zone. So we gotta give a prop out to Quentin. Yeah, man. Well, you know, shout out to yeah, Quentin. Man. Shout out. Shout, shout, also, shout, also shout out to Quentin for 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 doing the dang on thing career wise. Black lawyer at the top of his firm, making it happen, man. So shout out, shout out to those to those positive images, you know, to to the to the uh, younger generation. Also shout out to to Issa for writing that in there, giving giving us some positions of power. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt indeed, man. So shout out to that, man. So all right, so let's go back to Molly on my point. I mean, it was just like what is, I mean. I know Joe looked like a badge and he's tearing her up, but like like Botai said. What role is she going to have? Is she going to be the third right. wheel? Is she going to join in? Is she going to be the second sister wife? Will she be jealous if she seen Joe with another woman besides his wife? It's so many, so many things on Molly. I mean, it seems like she's seen her yeah. parents had a little issue. She's been losing her damn mind. Right. It's, it's right. sad. Right. All right. So we've talked about, we talked about Molly. We've talked about Lawrence. We talked about Issa a little bit. Well, man, what the hell is going on with Issa? Why was she, I mean, you know, her brother, I know her, she didn't want to stay with her brother. You know, he seems like he has his own issues. You know, he's funny. <laughs> hey, man, her brother is ill as hell. I'm just going to say oh, that yeah. he's funny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you, did you catch that comment he said, hey, you can't have nobody over the crib unless I'm hitting him? Man, uh, yeah, I, yeah old, I, saw, man. I heard that. <laughs> hey, man, shout out. I get it hey, how man, you live. Out, Hey man, shout out to Ethel's brother and shout out to Chad. Hey man, Chad's oh, my man. dude. Did Chad the one to call her partner? Did he call her Jasmine or was that his other partner? Yeah, he called her Jasmine. <laughs> He's an asshole for that. So shout out to Lavender, if you know, for also sending that up. But yeah, Chad's silly for calling her Jasmine, man. So, hey man, so this, I mean, it's, I think the thing for me for Insecure, the characters besides Chad and Kelly, are not likable, but the show was so good. Like, it touched right. on so many right. things, like, you know, gentrification, because instead of calling Inglewood, they call it Iwood. And it's right. the small, it's the small, deep, the devil's is in the details. I can't re- I'm trying to remember. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I'm trying to remember what Issa had on her shirt. I, it, just it those small nigga. details. Yes. It said nigga. Yes. It, it had, she had that shirt on, and she had another shirt on, too, and it says... Something of oh man, I can't remember. It's gonna bother me now. But like you said, just those small details, man, that that, that touch on every social or probably social thing that's going on out there right now. Yeah, man. So it's it's definitely it's definitely like it's gonna definitely gonna be messy, man. But uh, I'm just I'm just really anxious. I think the next season they're gonna have. I think you know, Dan, I mean Lawrence is gonna see Daniel. He's gonna lose it because he know he want her back. Oh and yeah, Brad is holding him absolutely. back. Absolutely. So, you know, I it's hope just, that, you know, I hope and, Lawrence don't try. Go ahead. I was say, I hope that Lawrence don't try to come to fisticuffs now. I don't see Lawrence. I don't no. see Lawrence uh, getting down with that physical action. That might not end well for him. Man, I could see Lawrence getting two piece. Two piece, go to sleep. <laughs> Pick him up. No best. You remember on class sex? He said, "Coach, he's done." <laughs> Lawrence was like one, eight, one, two shots at the max. He's out of there. He's sleep. He's sleep. So yeah, man. So like I said, insecure. 
me see. But one thing that um that that one other thing Lavender brought up is something that I didn't catch. She was Tiffany cheating on Derek, or was she just, or is she thinking that? I missed that part. Hey. I don't know. I don't think that there was anything that overtly came out that said that, but I definitely see where Lavender was coming from, that there could be a little something there that's just that, you know, that they're just giving us glimpses to or hints to. Yeah, because it seems like they're, when you, people try to make the relationship too perfect, then usually there's some issues that go along. Isn't, isn't, and didn't Tiffany end up being pregnant, too? Because I remember them talking yeah, about. Yeah, she was uh, pregnant. Yeah, because he kept saying, yeah. I saw a, a weed baby. So maybe they yeah, were like, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. so maybe they were like, you know, that may not be, maybe that may not be Derek's baby. Who knows? So she did say he slept in a hotel last year. So who knows? Yeah, man? it could have been, yeah. could have been somebody else, mama's baby, daddy's maybe. <laughs> but, yeah, man. <laughs> hey man, but I don't know, man. What do you think is gonna happen with Joe and Molly? I, I swear, I think his wife is gonna confront them next season. Because I could see one hey, thing man, being in the, and I've never been in this type of relationship, being in the, was it polyamorous? Is that what it is, polyamorous relationship? Yeah, something like that, yeah. But I don't think that you're supposed to be laying up in a bed and getting in the hotel. I thought it was just more like some this straight, this kinky-ass sex and gone about your day. Go ahead, get some side wound, go on, go on back to the crib. But they laid up, like, you know, holding each other's hands and everything else like that. He looking at it like a badger, looking like he going to jump and go to I think the polyamorous thing is where like all three parties are always involved. Like each each love or have affection for each other equally. So on polyamorous, that would be like you know Candace and Molly should have the same love for each other that they have for Honey Badger and vice versa. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't know. I think that, I think I think that right I think right now it's just kind of an open relationship type thing. But uh, uh, shout out to a, a good friend of ours, Ray. He brought to my attention. He he said that he feels like Candace may not really know, and that some things might come to a head in the next season. He just referenced uh, yeah, I don't her. Think, uh, I don't think I don't think she knows, man. I think he's I think he's lying. Yeah. yeah. So definitely. Yeah, so we definitely we definitely will see, man. I definitely think my man is uh is lying, and you know, and it'd be interesting to see if his wife calls it out, man. And it's gonna be interesting to see how she treats Quentin, because Quentin, while while resurrected out the friend zone, friend zone to get in that womb, that fresh hot succulent womb, <laughs> he's going back to the friend zone. <laughs> starting <laughs> to get, that, a, started, started to get a vibe that you that, that you're really feeling Molly over there. Hey man, Molly's sexy, but like back back <laughs> to it, back to it though. You know, if he's going back, if he got resurrected out of, usually when you get resurrected out the friend zone. And very rarely can you stay out the friend zone. He getting sent right back, and you know why? Right. Well, she dressing up in lingerie or lingerie for another man. Right. It wasn't just no simple. I just got a t-shirt on, and I'm showing my stuff or the corset. Shout out to Carmen Hayes. You know, he, he, he came out with the full. Came out with the full. The full stuff. Like yo, she been in the mirrors doing sit-ups and everything else like that. Ready, showing that, showing that body off for the badger. So, Man. Quinn, for next season, go ahead and maybe you need to hook up and get you a Becky. Get you somebody else. Hook up with somebody else. But, bruh, get your, get your face Becky off Molly, bruh, because she ain't feeling you. I think Quentin might end up getting Lawrence. I think he might end up getting that, that his, getting his feelings like, man, you know, I thought this was going to be something. And 
she she's a lame. You know what I mean? Like I think that Molly's a perfect example of somebody who you know has a good career, a decent head on her shoulders from a, from a professional standpoint or whatnot, but still kind of lame. You know what I mean? Just out here not knowing what to do, getting getting ran through by you know everyday cats. Because because honestly. Molly's gotten it in uh, quite a bit on the show, a little bit. We, we, oh we're yeah, very simple. So yeah, I mean, now that's not. The, I'm not saying anything negative about her at all. We all adults. Well, well you know, if that's what you're gonna do, if women they can have a hostation, and men they can have a hostation too. So we all adults. So no, no judgment for Molly at all. But I'm just saying, you know, so it's a lot of action going on out there. And if she, the way she's acting with Dro, it makes it seem like you know she wants to be this you know, wife, one woman, you know, type person or whatever. But uh, she she seems to be uh, getting it in quite a bit. So, you know, shout out for her for, 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 for getting maintenance. Oh, yeah. And sometimes the, the womb got to be touched now. The womb got to be touched. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, hey, man, but definitely, man, it's, uh, it's definitely, man, that's insecure season two, man. Is there any other points that we miss? I think we touched on uh, pretty much everything on that, man. Definitely waiting for season three. Oh, yeah, man. And I'll wait. Make it happen, Issa. Hey, man. But before we get off here, I got some, I got some quick. It's been some, it's been a, it was a pretty uh, interesting week in, in hip hop. So, you know, 16 years ago, Blueprint One came out. Favorite song got Blueprint One. Oh, man. You might have to come back to me on that one, bro. All right. That's, I'm going to say it for the city. For me. Okay. All right. 2007. Man. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, 2007, uh, Kanye graduation against 50 Cent Curtis. Favorite song off Curtis? Uh, favorite song off Curtis, I'm going to say that, um, oh, uh, it's, on top of my, it's on the tip of my damn tongue, too. Uh, crap. I was just listening to it yesterday. Or not yesterday, but a couple of days I, ago. I bet you it's I get money. Huh? Is it I get money? Yeah, I liked I I I liked I get money, but uh, uh straight oh, to the bank. That's what it is. Straight to okay. the bank with ha 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 ha. <laughs> that was piggy bank. Yeah, that was piggy bank. All right. Favorite song off graduation. Oh man. Um, hmm. That's kind of tough for me. Uh, favorite song of graduation. I don't know what's that. What's that song with Cameron that he had? Uh, the song with him and Nas. Who's the? I don't think that was. I don't. I don't know if that was. Am I thinking? Am I thinking? Am I thinking of the wrong? Oh no! It was T Pain. Good life. Welcome to the yeah. Live. Yeah, oh yeah, that was my joint. Probably mine is probably flashing lights. I seen now he did flashing lights and I went to the Kanye concert last year. All I right. Did. So last question, man. We're gonna get ready to get out of here. Nas turned forty four this week. Favorite Nas song? Oh, favorite Nas song for me was uh, 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 "Hate Me Now." By far, that's my favorite Nas song. Me, it ain't hard to tell. I'm Illmatic. My own favorite CDs of all time. All right. Yeah. So, uh, also, man, we want to shout out to the people who, uh, you know, 9-11 was this week. So definitely something that, uh, excuse me, sorry about that. You know, 9-11 happened was on Monday. So definitely always want to keep that in mind. The day to change America. 
So both sides. Where were you at during nine at nine eleven? During nine eleven. Nine eleven. When it all happened, I was in my bathroom uh, getting ready to go to work, and uh, I, I forget which what channel Brian Gumble was on, but that's the channel that was on, and that's when I heard everything going on. I stepped out of my bathroom. Was, I think I was either brushing my teeth or brushing my hair, and I sat down in my bathroom. I'm like, what? Like, what is going on? Like, something. I, it was just surreal. I didn't know what was happening. And then as I sat down, I was like, oh, damn, like, this this is about to get real. So, yeah, I was I was in my bathroom. I had the TV going, getting ready to go to work. What about you? Man, I actually was at work, man. I was working at a job, and it happened. And then I seen the second plane hit the second tower. So, I mean, I was just like in shot. I thought it was like like a joke or something. You know what I mean? I was, yeah, I wasn't yeah, expecting yeah. It. So, yeah, man. So, definitely we want to sit back, man, and uh, always remember those people who lost their lives. Oh, I think 3,000 Americans lost their lives. So, uh, right. you know, that's something. Definitely. definitely. Yeah, but on another definitely note, man, we this is our last point before we get out of here. Did you hear about Osama bin Laden? They said they're not going to release his porn stash. <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. Yeah, man. So I they can only imagine material, and uh, you know it's it's a racy. They you know they got to release that stuff to make it classified after a certain amount of time. They said they wouldn't release right. that. So man, I don't know what I wonder what type of stuff. I want he Ben Lyle was watching. Man, he probably watching some crazy shit. You going on bills? He probably was watching some shit with like goats and some wild shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He probably. Yeah, I, was say, I, was say, I don't know if I I don't know if I want to know. I'm just going. To, I, nah, I don't know man. if I want to know. He's already a psychopath. <laughs> but damn, but I read that man. I need. I mean, it's not funny what he orchestrated. But to read something like that is like, damn. This this right, right. is really crazy. Right. Yeah, man. So we you know what I'm saying. So you got any, you got anything else to say, Bota? No, I, I I don't really have any. Uh, I guess you could say uh, too many too many parting shots, so to speak. Um, I'll just say, uh, everybody out there, you know, know your know your value, know your self value, know your self worth. Uh, don't don't live for anybody else, and and don't let anybody else determine your value. You term you determine your value, and you can't go wrong. All right, man. So you like like every show, we like to shout out the listeners and places that we are not sure of that you know been listening to the show. As far as you know, our you know people are people that's been down with us, man. We don't call them fans; we call them community. You know what I mean? Because we're trying to keep you know bringing these these hot these shows to people and building our community. So ATL, shout out to Baltimore, shout out to Charlotte, uh, shout out to of course Naptown. That's all day. Shout out to uh, yep. Gary, Indiana, Fort Wayne, Terre Haute, Indiana. Uh, shout out to our, our listener in Norway. What? He's still holding it down. We are international. Uh, yeah. L.A. Shout out, shout shout out to L.A., Phoenix, Brooklyn. Um, where else, where else will we get some love? Uh, Cleveland. Shout out to shout out to everybody out there, for real. Yeah, man. So definitely, man. So as you know, you can find us at at Grown Man Ish Pod on Twitter, and you can hit us up on Instagram at Grown Man Ish Podcast. You can send us an email, send us another listening letter at Grown Man Ish Podcast at Gmail dot com. You can follow us on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, we on Podbean, we on Breaker, uh, we on Google Play, and basically anywhere you can yeah. find a podcast, we're on that piece. So you know, give us some five stars. You know, we're gonna keep on pushing out more content. Expect a little quick show tomorrow for the Canelo, the Lufkin fight. Just a little little preview, and then a little review on Saturday after the fight. 
So definitely, like, I mean, it's like, like Bowtie said, know yourself. We appreciate y'all for rocking with us. And, hey, man, we out this piece, man. You done, Bowtie? You good, baby? We, we out, man. One love to y'all. All right, out. Out. It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for $0 so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions.